0: Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to the Fenway Rundown podcast presented by Mass Live. I'm Chris Cotillo reporting from Rogers Center in Toronto, where the Red Sox, after losing 7-2 in the series opener of their three-game series against the Blue Jays, are looking to bounce back. You know, During the season, different heroes emerged for the Red Sox. Over the last couple of weeks, one of them has been Rob Refsnyder, former Yankees farmhand and then-rookie who has really bounced around for the last few years and has kind of found his footing uh, here with the Red Sox in the last few weeks. He was nice enough to join the pod. We talked about his career so far, what intrigued him about this Red Sox opportunity, and how at 31 years old, he's still developing. So, enjoyed catching up with Rob today. Hope you enjoy it, too. So, we're here in the uh, away dugout at Rogers Center in Toronto with Rob Ref Snyder, who's been, uh, I'd put it as a kind of a lightning bolt for the Red Sox in the last couple of weeks. Rob, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'll start with this. I mean, you've obviously kind of had a unique journey to this point. You know, you've played for a lot of teams the last few years, a lot of teams in this division. Um, started with the Yankees, played for the Rays. Um, at this point in your career at 31, I mean, how has your perspective changed on, you know, making the most of every opportunity, trying to stay in the majors, get to the majors? I mean, how has that perspective really changed over time? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, my
1: first year was 2015 um, with the Yankees, and yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey, you know. Um, a lot of different teams um various you know opportunities and things like that so um it's kind of hard to put into
0: i guess words you know it's, it's been a long time i mean for you what was so intriguing about this opportunity when you were a free agent and the red sox came calling this winter yeah I, I mean i just wanted to be a part of a you know a winning organization um
1: a good team uh that's kind of the most important thing at this point just being a part of a you know winning baseball team having good communication with the front office uh like you said i'm I'm 31 so um you know definitely coming to you know interesting you know part of my career i think that you know the average age of this team is around that age so just you know definitely not a young guy anymore. so um, just trying to get somewhere where you know my wife and my son and just myself, my family are, are comfortable and uh, just have a good line of communication with the front office and the, and the staff, which
0: the Red Sox kind of went above and beyond um, early on, what uh, you know, I was looking for. And, you know, I've heard that they were very aggressive in trying to sign you, a you know, minor league deal, but, you know, did they go to, what are some of the things that, you know, they pitched to you during that process?
1: Yeah, obviously it was a kind of an interesting offseason yeah. and, and, you know, minor league free agent, you know, all that all the kind of different things. Um, I had known him uh, previously when I was with Tampa, so we had a little bit of a relationship there, and then just kind of early on, um, they got a hold of myself and my agency, and, kind of set up a zoom call and then kind of went over a couple of different things uh, I started then I was like super super um, you know interested in an organization that believed in player development because um, I definitely don't think I'm a finished product and you know, I definitely want to keep continue to learn and, and get better and um, you know I talked to Fatsy the hitting coach and uh, a couple of the other front office guys you know uh, Abraham was on there um, can't remember everybody but yeah I just seemed like a uh, it was pretty impressive you know as a, as a minor league sign obviously you never really know where you fit in um it's kind of a crapshoot, honestly for people not familiar with the minor league signing kind of thing but i've always been you know the last couple of years i've been in this situation if a team calls pretty early on that means you know you're you're kind of a priority in whatever yeah. that situation is so <clears throat> i know some guys like to wait to the very end um just to see how the roster kind of fits and things like that but i didn't really know what was going to go on with you know obviously the lockout and things like that so yeah, um, they were one of the first teams to call, and then
0: uh, yeah, signed I think shortly thereafter. And and how did that relationship knowing Heim from Tampa make things you know easier, make more comfortable for you?
1: Yeah, I mean I had a good relationship in, in Tampa. Um, statistically, I didn't play very well, but they were you know uh, they were they were really really good to me. Uh, even in Tampa with my role, and when I went down to AAA and things like that, it was. Uh, it was it was it was a good experience it was a great experience um they run things i mean obviously they run things over there really really well so um yeah and, and then i had signed with a couple other places that just that the communication
0: wasn't wasn't as good and you know that was that was the biggest thing for you coming up in the yankees organization right like these guys are the enemy i'm sure that you know your first organization you always want to be there for your career what did you learn with the Yankees, the way they do things that has made it easier to go from organization to organization and what's different or similar about being with the Red Sox? I guess it's just the media presence, you know, um, I don't think you have a media presence without obviously
1: you know, winning, you know, great baseball, so I, I, that, that was a nice thing that I learned with New York um, you know, obviously I was I was on the fringe of their roster, I wasn't, you know um, obviously a big name and things like that, but the media presence um, you know, was, was huge there, it mm-hmm. was like the 25th guy was still getting, you know, questions asked and things like that. It was, it was, uh, you know, def- not overwhelming, but it was definitely like an eye-opening experience. Then you go to other organizations where it's just not even close. Yeah. Um, you can play really bad baseball and no one, you know, it just it doesn't seem as, as big or, or as you know here in the in the yankees you the fan base wants to see their players play extremely hard and play winning baseball and they have a standard and it's a cool thing i mean that's what baseball should be i mean you should yeah. have passionate fan bases that want their players doing everything that they possibly can in their power to to win games you know that, that's so i guess going uh, or uh, going through the yankee system and then coming here it just felt like oh wow like this is you know
0: you know it just means more you know every day means more and, and it's pretty cool to see and uh, be a part of you still have a lot of friends over there I think you're tight with Aaron Judd some other guys right
1: um yeah I mean I, I
0: definitely you know grew up with a lot of those guys
1: uh, not as many guys are over there anymore um which I, I think speaks you know volumes of their player development and there's some you know different players and they've acquired some players but um I've played with a couple of those guys and um, you know, great organization.
0: Those guys work extremely hard. It's very similar to here, you know. And when you sign with the Red Sox, I mean, at that point with minor league free agents, they can't, you know, make too many promises on roles and, you know, the roster is going to change. Yeah. Uh, obviously before opening day. But what were the, what were the promises they made that you'd, you know, obviously be in major league camp, but that there'd be a chance to compete for a spot, obviously, at a right handed hitting outfielder at that point, um, you know, especially after the Renfro trade was, was a position to need.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I guess the last couple of years I've kind of fit into this role a little bit, you know, play against left-handers, yeah. um, you know, give some guys a break and things like that, so um, it's always nice having a role, kind of defined role, so um, it's nice to be able to focus down the the season and work on, you know, angles from the left side and things like that, so yeah, I mean, they, they didn't promise me anything, I mean, I, obviously you really can't, but I guess what they can I guess assure you is like you can come in and compete in camp and actually you know compete and not just kind of just be a body in camp Mm -hmm. which is which is nice i don't think i mean at this stage it's it's nice having a front office or you know player development guys tell you you know something and you can actually believe it and that's what i I felt with them and yeah i i think i signed before that trade so i knew it was going to be crowded but i i didn't really care i just wanted to be part of a you know tradition and you know be a part of boston um, they kind of assured me that you know, at some point, you know, we don't know when, kind of thing. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what it
0: went on. And in spring training, I think you know, you, you said before you were treated like a big leaguer, and you know, yeah. it didn't, it felt like, um, you know, they kind of respected that you've been around for a while, those types of things. Um, what was that like? And then what was the the process of you know not making the opening any roster and and you know, starting in Worcester?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I think they understood that i you know. 31, so obviously you can't just, you know, play every day in spring and, mm-hmm. you know, your body needs a little bit more time to recover. Um, so I, they, they treated me well in that aspect, uh, just helping me get ready for whatever season it was going to be. And then obviously I was disappointed in not making the team, but it, I mean, it was a very obvious, I mean, I think the older you get and the more you're around rosters, you see how they're configured. And, yeah. um, I knew it was going to be close, but I, you know, they they had such a, they, I mean they still do have such a solid roster. Guys have their roles and um, but I guess they kind of reassured me at some point you know. And then going down to you know AAA I mean I couldn't have asked for a better situation or staff. It's I mean it's incredible there. It's a it's a big league staff in AAA. I mean the facilities are amazing. You've been there I'm sure mm-hmm. and like uh, you know the travel's a lot better now. But like the training staff the the, the strength it's just, it's over the top for triple a um, you know, nutrition food i know their budget for food is i mean they they do a great job yeah. making guys are you know healthy and wolf i mean it's it's over the top great i mean i think red sox fans should be super excited for you know some of the guys coming up and, and just how, how it's run running triple a i think they're going to see a lot more guys probably at the end of this year maybe you know next couple of years of like very exciting you know baseball players for sure
0: is that as world class or major league like as you've seen a triple a atmosphere facility all that stuff
1: yeah i mean i think really good organizations winning organizations uh i don't think it's a surprise that you know you probably see their triple a and you know even double a i'm sure um those guys are taken care of and um, yeah but for me personally it's it's the best one of the best uh, but just like a great staff that understands you know the dynamics of being a triple a you know most people don't want to be there and they, they want to be in the big leagues or uh, but you know tracy does a great job you know Tracy was great i mean he's a great triple a manager i'm sure he'll be on a big left big league staff soon flow's obviously been with you know a couple organizations he's speaks for himself and you know, Monty's up and coming hitting coach getty obviously getty's a staple of boston yeah. you know baseball so I know the young pitching staff, Abby, You know everybody. It's just,
0: it's, it's pretty impressive. And you, you thrive there. You hit over 300, 950 something OPS. Um, you talk about when you just mentioned. Uh, There's a few headlines last week. 31. You're still developing. You know a lot of guys who have been through kind of what you've been through might not be trying to reinvent themselves as a player as much. What are the things that you, you know, I guess went into this season thinking I want to work on these things and, and what in Worcester allowed you to improve on those?
1: Yeah, last last year I changed my swing. I uh, did a real big overhaul mechanically. Um, the AAA alt site hitting coach Borgs, uh, he's in. He's the big league hitting coach now for the Orioles. Uh, Borgs and you know Fatsy obviously had ties with the Twins. Yeah. Uh, so I know they're still tight. They talk. So I think Borgs and Fatsy have had conversations about me. Uh, just, I mean, just keeping me on the same you know kind of trajectory track. Uh, there's a lot more moving parts in my swing now, so it's a lot more to maintain, but develop it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggled mechanically for a long time, a couple of years, not really like really knowing myself as a as a hitter. Uh, and then defensively, I was still in the infield, which was a grind, so I couldn't really focus on my offense that much. So it was it was nice going back to the outfield where I could you know right. feel a little bit more natural. And then I started th- you know thinking about my swing for the first time in a while. And uh, you know, last year Borgs, you know, I give all credit to you know having a you know good start last year with Borgs. I mean, uh, I mean, my swing was completely different before I met him. So yeah, so it's 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 awesome having you know Fatsy, yeah, and Borgs still have that relationship. You know, cause it kind of keep me on a good track and just having that opening, you know, open conversations about mechanics and 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 you know, game planning. And, yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, at 31, it's like, it feels like I'm young again with my swing and stuff like that, and just trying to, you know, learn learn things every day, which you can. I, mean, I feel like early on in my career, it was more, you know, just like, get ready for the game and get ready for a game plan and then, you know, keep that going. But there wasn't much, like, you know, change mechanically as much. So, yeah.
0: And you know to do it at triple a is one thing you know 306 i think and, and a high ops but to come up here and produce immediately you know at this level for you know a month now are you surprised at how what the level the results have been or is that kind of what you expect of yourself coming up
1: i mean i feel like the easy answer would be like oh yeah you expect that right but like that i don't like lying to the media or fans <laughs> and things like that right yeah. it's like probably the best division of one of the best divisions of baseball if not be best and you're just competing against you know high-level arms good teams uh, you know big market you know fans that expect you know winning baseball Uh, but I I guess the the most like the biggest thing was I wasn't like focused on results too much you know it's like that's why I want to come to you know like a a winning team You you just come in and you try to have good at bats try to play good defense so it's like you try to do that, and maybe you know results will take care of itself, which is which
0: it has, which is nice. And you know, a couple more, just guys that you saw at Triple A. Obviously, Jaron Duran's a guy that's been up now for a while, and you competing with the bats, at, you know, at some points with him. But how like unique is his skill set compared to what you've seen throughout your your career? I mean, obviously, it just seems like he brings a different element to the field every day. It's electric. You know, that's a, probably the best way to put it. Like, so fun to watch. Yeah. You know,
1: just like. The more you play, the less. I guess the more you play and you see special, you know, players. It's it's. They it just stand out. Like he's just. I, I joke with with guys and the staff. Like I would not want to be a pitcher trying to hold Jaron on and then have to face Devers. Yeah. Like that just seems like an impossible task. Okay. Right. So I mean, I feel like Red Sox fans should be super excited about Jaron. Like he's. Even as a baseball lifer, you know, he's, he does some things on the field that, like, de- that doesn't make sense. Uh, he tagged up from second base on a center field, like a routine center field play. Yeah. In AAA. Uh, a
0: training, I think, too.
1: Yeah, like, he's doing a great job hitting the ball the other way, like, having good at-bats. And then, you know, he's still got, you know, a lot of power. So, like, he can, you know, hit a hanging off-speed right center, you know, so. He's like still developing, still learning, but he's—I he, mean—he's like the, usually the first guy in the cage. I mean, he he, he works his ass off. Like he's, hes pretty pretty fun to like be around, and you know, obviously you've been around him. A lot of energy, high energy guy. So, I, I mean, I love playing with Jaron. I think it's—he's just an electrifying, you know,
0: baseball player and you know, really really fun. <laughs> Really fun to watch, and there's a ton of guys who've been with Worcester who've already been up. I mean, who have contributed to this team. But yeah. from Jaron to Casas to you know Winkowski, Siebold, Crawford, these guys—is that as much talent as you've seen on a Triple A team? You know, Bayo, Walter, those types of guys. Like, there's there's really kind of it feels like the cavalry's coming.
1: Yeah, I mean, shoot, you got a, a lot of credit to player development, and then you know the front office assembling. You know, such a young, seems like a new young, you know, kind of core. It's exciting you know there's so many good arms and there's so many good like veteran arms too i mean if i was like a you know front office guy I'd be scouting wooster you know pretty freaking hard because at top to bottom there's a lot of talent you look at yomer you know like you got a gold glover he was there fitzgerald can play all over the field he's got left-handed pop I mean, shoot, you can keep going on but the, i mean you talk about the staff beo's he's really exciting so I, I mean i'm sure he'll be up here at some point uh, electric arm uh you know look at wink wink's had a couple quality starts um but yeah you can keep going on and then you look at contributors already from AAA, you know like tribe and danish and it's pretty cool right. you know see them successful obviously franchi and things like that so um they're doing something good so they should be proud of themselves for you know
0: the player development that's going on in AAA. and Getting guys ready it's been it's been pretty cool to see and last thing for you, i think you told the globe over the weekend you'd like to manage someday and, and yeah. that's a goal what has it been like just playing under alex cora and this as yeah, so you kind of build your your toolbox of what you would like to be as a manager someday yeah. what do you take from him
1: it's hard to put into words i mean you hear things from other sides um you know when you play the red sox like oh man ac over there like he He's pretty special. Like he, he just remembers everything. He's got this amazing memory. And you're like, okay, you hear that, and then you see it firsthand, and you know, you see it in our offensive, you know, uh, meetings and things like that. I've never, I've never been around around a manager that engaged in meetings and contributes yeah. and just random, random things like that, and different intricacies, you know, catcher pickups, pitcher pickups, like just so many different things that like. I don't even know how he has time to like think about that, you know, with, with all the other different like responsibilities on a day-to-day, on a manager. Uh, but he's personable too, which is like, he's got, I don't know. I, I don't know how he does it, you know? It's a, it seems like an overwhelming task to be that engaged and that, you know, that engaged with his players and his staff and making sure everyone feels a part of it. It's that's, that's pretty special. Like he's he's one of the best in the business for a reason. And, just being around and watching him, you know, get after it every day, it's pretty cool. And um, you know, if I ever do get into manager, I'm, I'm definitely gonna try to steal a couple things here and there. But he's his own manager, you know. He's super, you know. I'm sure interviewing other managers and you know, seeing her at different styles, like you can definitely tell AC's you know, kind of a one of a kind uh, personality. And, and so it's cool to see. He's definitely, but well, he's definitely the most engaged manager I've had in meetings game planning and stuff he he knows
0: he, he sees everything and it's it's pretty cool yeah. oh and you're you're managing the Red Sox someday we'll welcome you back on the, on the podcast again thanks a lot Rob